And she looked at us and she had tears brimming in her eyes and her voice cracked as she said, you know, I know you think my decision is cold hearted, but I have no doubt in my mind it's what he would want. He would not want to live like this. And so I think our decision is very clear. And I hope you don't think that I'm being cold hearted. And we said, absolutely not. In fact, this is the most loving decision you could make for him. You're listening to the Purpose Filter Podcast, the podcast that helps living people apply dying lessons before it's too late. I'm your host, Dr. Kathy Zhang. Question, have you ever encountered two different employees in the same exact position, but are complete and total opposites? You can tell one person just hates being there. They are totally not interested. They're just like, I just work here, buddy. They are unhelpful and you know they're doing it just to pay the bills and their heart lies elsewhere. They make you feel down like they've dragged you into a pit with them. And then you meet their colleague who's just a breath of fresh air. They have a great attitude. They're so happy to be there. They're excellent at their job and they go above and beyond and make you feel like it's because they genuinely want to be there, not because they have to. And you can feel the difference in how you respond to the second person just by hearing a description of them. So the question is, how can we be more like the second example? How can living in alignment with our highest selves benefit others? This episode shows you how healing yourself, managing your mindset, discovering your purpose, being authentic and living in alignment with your own values is the best way of actually improving the lives of the people around you and beyond. Stay tuned. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. We are back, baby, with new episodes. I hope you're excited because I am too, clearly. It is September. I love this month. I love fall. And turns out, I just found out this past weekend that part of my name, my Chinese name, Yi, Lu Yi, that represents a woman in fall standing at the bank of a river. So I guess it kind of makes sense that I love autumn. I'm all about pumpkin spice lattes and fall foliage and leaves changing and all of that good stuff. I hope you're having a great time. I hope your summer treated you well and you are ready for the end of the year. So with this first episode back, I wanted to start by telling a story about a family that I met. The patient was an elderly gentleman. He had fallen and he had hit his head. And I was asked to join a family meeting in the intensive care unit with the doctors, our social worker, the neurologists, and the patient's family, which consisted of his elderly wife and their two adult children. And I think about this ICU family meeting room a lot because I personally have had so many meetings in that room. And I know so many other families have had similar experiences in that room. And 
it ends up being like a a transition of sorts, like a, a crossroads for a lot of people. Which way we're going to go from here is determined by what's happening during the meeting, the contents of the meeting that we're having. And this icy waiting room, it's beige. It's got light-colored floors with these chairs that are so heavy, like really obnoxiously heavy to the point where we're dragging them. It just pulls and leaves this sound across the waiting room floor. And so we started the meeting and we were telling this family, you know, it'd been a little bit of time already. He had been in the hospital for a while. It looked like he was not improving the way that they thought that he would. It was one of those situations where, you know, it's kind of an unclear neurologic prognosis. We don't know if this patient's going to get better. Best case scenario is that they may or may not wake up. But to be able to get to the best case scenario, the patient would have to, let's say, have a tracheostomy, which means that you move the breathing tube from the mouth to the throat via a surgical procedure so that it's a more permanent and safer way of providing mechanical ventilation through the breathing machine than through the mouth. And another one would be a feeding tube placed through the stomach to provide nutrition. And then ultimately that would lead to living in a facility of some sort, nursing home, long-term acute care, something along those lines, and then giving time to see whether the patient is going to recover or not. And so that was kind of the gist of this meeting. And this family was so eloquent and so clear, and especially the wife. She was a lovely, lovely lady. You know, she said, sometimes in life, you're faced with a bad choice or a worse one. And you could tell that she had already kind of made her decision in terms of what we were going to do next for him. And she looked at us and she had tears brimming in her eyes and her voice cracked as she said, you know, I know you think my decision is cold hearted, but I have no doubt in my mind it's what he would want. He would not want to live like this. He would not want to live on a ventilator. And so I think our decision is very clear. And I hope you don't think that I'm being cold hearted. And we said, absolutely not. In fact, this is the most loving decision you could make for him. And that was the thing. He had told everyone in his family multiple times that a life where he could not communicate, a life where he could not get up and be independent and do things for himself was not a life that was worth living. And in the meeting, we said, you know, it sounds like he's someone who really knows who he is and is very decisive. And the wife said, yeah, he's the type of person who does the New York Times crossword puzzle in ink. And I just, I wrote it down immediately. And my coworker, actually, she said it in the meeting. She was like, I knew you were going to write it down. We all kind of had a, a little chuckle about it. But I wrote it down because it was so beautifully stated. And the wife even said, yeah, well, it's a short description, but it's very telling. 
And I just kept thinking about that sentence. I used to do the crossword puzzle, especially the New York Times crossword puzzle. And ink is, you know, that's commitment. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever done crossword puzzles in ink, but that's commitment for sure. And I just kept thinking about this guy who, by being himself, by knowing himself so well, gave his family such a gift that his family could make the most difficult decision of their lives, taking him off of life support, that they were able to make it with such certainty and peace and ease precisely because he lived his life the way he wanted to. He made decisions that made sense for him. He lived in alignment with who he was. And in so many ways, I think that one of the best ways to honor someone's life is to honor how they would want to die. Because living in alignment with our values gives us peace. It gives us purpose. It gives meaning. It brings fulfillment to our lives. Whereas living out of alignment with our values is just a recipe for suffering. Think about it this way. If you value freedom over your time, over your schedule, and you value idea creation and being your own boss, then of course you're going to be miserable working for someone else, pushing numbers at a desk. And it's the same with, let's say, a relationship. If you value kindness and growth and learning, you're not going to be happy with a narcissist who thinks that they know everything and they don't have to learn at all. And I know what you're thinking. How do I do this? That's great. How do I actually live in alignment? How do I even, where do I even start? The first thing that you can do is to know thyself. And let's be honest you do know. I love how Tony Robbins, in some of his interventions, he will ask someone a question and they're like, I don't know. And then he goes, well, if you did know, what would you say? And then invariably, someone finds an answer. They're able to produce an answer. We delude ourselves sometimes into thinking that we don't know who we are. We don't know what we actually want. I think that we do know. We know exactly what we want. We know exactly who we are. We're just afraid to allow ourselves to believe it. Let me rewind that and send it back to you again. We know exactly who we are. We're just afraid to allow ourselves to believe it. And we're afraid to allow ourselves to be that person and to pursue those things. There's a big difference between not knowing and not giving yourself permission. So that's the first thing. The problem is, is that most of us get so swept up in the day-to-day, we don't think about what's important to us. And then we think that we don't know. We just follow the shiny object or let the tide take us where it wants. No, 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 no. You steer the boat. You choose your direction. And by choosing the direction of your heart, the one that makes you light up, the one that just sparks joy within you, it can bring so much joy for others and improve their lives in turn. 
I'll tell you a story. I once saw this video on, I think I saw it on Instagram, and it was three triplets, three little girls. They were probably, I don't know, five or six or something like that. And they were sitting at a table in a line, and each one of them had a birthday cake in front of them. And I suppose it was one of the parents was filming and saying, this is what each of my daughters requested as a cake for their birthday. And the first one requested a princess cake. And you see the little girl and a princess cake, and she's dancing and really excited. And the second girl requested a unicorn cake. And then you see the unicorn cake, and you see the little girl, and she's really excited. And the third girl requested a cucumber. (laughs) And literally, it is just a blob of green cucumber cake. And she is so freaking excited. She does this like little shimmy, this little dance. And, you know, she looks coyly up at the camera. That video, I'm telling you, I must have watched it like a dozen times and laughed my butt off every single time because it is so joyful. This little girl doesn't even realize that being herself requesting a freaking cucumber cake is going to go viral and bring strangers like myself a little bit of joy. I'll tell you another story. I have a hairstylist. She's amazing. I love her. I think I found her on Yelp, but I've followed her to like two different places now because she's that amazing. She loves hair. Like she loves hair. She goes to conferences. She learns how to color from the best in the industry. She talks about like sulfur bonds and, you know, relaxing and heating hair and the chemistry and all that stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That sounds really, really awesome. And I love that about you. She could probably be doing anything else with her life. She's a smart person and she's wonderful. And she loves hair. This is what she wants to do. She lights up by being able to help someone's physical appearance match who they are on the inside. And she loves being able to give that gift to others. And I love her for that. I have an accountant as well who actually studies tax law. There are people out there who willingly go to the tax law and look it up and get really, really giddy and excited about it. And that's not me at all, but I thank God that there are so many people out there who do love that because the world needs accountants. The world needs hairstylists. The world needs little girls who love cucumber cake instead of princess or unicorn cake. The world needs what your passions are. Remember at the very beginning, you don't want to interact with someone who's miserable in their job, who's miserable doing what they're doing. You want to interact with the person who's just like, I am there. I'm going to do this. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited to share that with you. And that energy is infectious. Think of what that could do for you, for the people around you, and then as a ripple effect for the people that they interact with and the people that they interact with. And it goes on and on and on. So that's number one, which is know thyself. Number two is to open up. Once you have a suspicion, once you figure that out, be vulnerable, share 
connect. It's scary and it takes guts to brave the unknown, but I guarantee you it is so worth it. Take myself. I would not be doing this, the podcast, anything, if someone else had not believed in me, if someone else had not reminded me of what I'm capable of, if they hadn't shown me my own potential and asked me to then share it with others. And so I'm here to pay that forward for you. I've said it all the time here. We do not exist in a vacuum. This is an interconnected world and people want to know that they're not alone. People want to share in experiences. They want to know that someone else out there feels exactly the same way that they do. And they want to hear it from your perspective. You don't have to start a podcast. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. But if you feel something pulling you towards a passion project, towards making an impact, towards whatever it is, then I think you owe it to yourself to just find out what's next, just to find out what's possible if you live in alignment with yourself. Remember one of the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. Honor yourself, honor your dreams, because you have no idea what that could mean for someone else. You have no idea how being yourself is actually the biggest gift you can give to the world. And that's why I'm doing this. My purpose here is not just to improve your life, but as a consequence to improve the lives of the people around you. That's how we make an impact. That's how we give and serve beyond ourselves is to use the power of community and to be able to do that on a bigger scale each and every time we reach one more person or another community or another community. So your homework for this week, your action item is one, to look back in your life and see when being yourself has actually been a gift to others. When just being you, no pretenses, no judgment, just being exactly who you are without expectations has actually brought joy to other people's lives, has actually improved other people's lives. And then once you remember that, once you recall all of those experiences, I want you to think going forward, what's something that you can start or embrace or something that's really been scaring you that you think could make an impact on others that you are so super duper passionate about that you could spend hours doing it, that you could just hole up in a dark room and do that and be super excited and happy. Is that something you can share with the world? Is that something you're going to give yourself permission to discover? And once you do, know yourself and then open up, share it, be vulnerable, connect with other people because you, you don't know who you can really influence and impact until you try. And remember my patient, he knew exactly who he was. His life 
informed his death and his gift to his family was his authenticity. It was him writing and doing the New York Times crossword puzzle in ink. That is the type of decisiveness that I want you to have with the rest of your life because you know exactly who you are. And if you're not there yet, that's cool. That's totally fine. But know that that is a goal that you can work towards and that it's possible with help, with therapy, with coaching, with healing, with all of the things that we can do to know ourselves better so that once we take care of ourselves, we can take care of each other. Alrighty, that is a wrap for today. Remember, your passions are unique to you and they are a gift to the world. You have the ability to help someone, to bring them joy. Even if you think it's a small and insignificant thing, I promise you that it is not. Just explore what makes you feel fulfilled and see where it takes you. By the way, if you've received lots of value from this free podcast and you've wondered what transformations you could have if you actually could coach one-on-one with me, then you're in luck. My landing page is up, so check out my website now so you can become the person you most want to be in a fraction of the time it would take if you were to do it alone. All you have to do is check out louiecathyzang.com. The spelling is in the show notes, L-U-Y-I-K-A-T-H-E with a K, Z-H-A-N-G. Book a free call with me and let's make progress together. As always, I'll see you on the next one. Take care.